You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, and thank you for joining me for The Scoop with Tanya Flanagan. I'm so happy you decided to wake up and start your day with me. Here on The Scoop, where we talk about life, joy, funny moments, trending topics, and so much more. We promise to keep you in the know and find out what you know. So, let's get started. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to another Sunday morning here on KUNV 91.5 Public Radio. I want to say thank you for waking up on this beautiful day and joining me for another one of our conversations here on The Scoop. I'm delighted to have my guest in the studio with me today, Mr. Darion Weatherspoon. Hello, everybody. What is so exciting about um, Darion is what he does. It intrigued me. I was trolling through Facebook, just looking at some really cool things. And every so often you see something interesting. And I saw this extremely handsome and fashionable young man. And as I looked deeper, I realized he was responsible for his own fashionable flair um, with Silver Spoon Clothing Company. And I thought, wow, he looks so young and he's so talented. I want to know more. So I invited him to come and join me for a conversation hope that you will find it interesting and maybe even find your way to Silver Spoon Clothing Company to see if he can't give you some of the flair that he has. So, Darian, you are actually really young. You look so young to me. And um, thank you again for getting up so early on a Sunday to talk. But um, tell us a little bit of who you are, you f- where you come from, and how you came to be in this space. Oh, yes. Well, my name is Darian, Darian Weatherspoon. I'm the owner and creative director of Silver Spoon Clothing Company. Um, I'm born and raised here in Las Vegas. Uh, we attended Cane Springs High School, graduated from there, went on to attend the illustrious Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta, Georgia, majoring in fashion design. While I was there, I was able to graduate with honors, win multiple awards, uh, Mr. Fashion Department. Um, I was also able to play football while I was there. I was the first ever football player to ma- major in fashion design in NCAA history, a bunch of other accolades as well. Uh, once I graduated from Clark Atlanta University, I went on to work at, from being an unpaid intern all the way up into being the creative director for a major fashion house in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, worked there, built that company to millions of dollars of evaluations. Um, got sick with COVID, decided, you know, I want to come home, start my own business, and Turned in my letter of resignation, took a leap of faith, moved back home to Vegas, and started Silver Spoon Clothing Co. And it's funny when everybody says how young I am because I am only 27 years old. First, I want to say congratulations to you. Um, It takes a lot of courage and a lot of faith to walk into a space and go after your dream. And a lot of people at your age may not have had the courage to do so. I also think that your age is the perfect time in life to try things because you have time to recover from what you do if you don't feel like it goes well, like you have time. What was probably the most um, frightening thing for you when you made this decision? Because 
you how do you were you when you started with the fashion house that you're talking about and was it exclusive to Atlanta or was it uh, like you know how Gucci is everywhere but or Versace is everywhere or um he's slowly growing uh my good brother Miguel Wilson I'll even say his name Miguel Wilson uh based on Atlanta Georgia um but when I graduated from college I was 21 years old took mm-hmm. the leap of faith uh working with him it was a very funny story how I ended up working with him uh because at first he said no and I just wouldn't leave and I went worked there every single day, night in, night out. Stop going to classes, even just go work there. And from there, fixed a lot of things, implemented systems, built his company as I stated before. Uh, well, I want to say built his company because you know. So you work to learn, but I mean it's, yeah. it's a smart thing to work to learn. A lot of people say don't work to make money when you're young. Work to learn so that as you get older down the road, you are working for yourself Absolutely. when you're making money. So Yeah, then, you know, at 23, 23 or 24 years old, I decided to take a leap of faith and uh, just, you know, come to got packed up my car, drove back home to Vegas and started Silver Spoon Clothing Co. Um, and the question you asked, what was the fright- most frightening part? I mean, when you go from... Not saying I was living rich or anything, but, you know, I was young, making a little bit of money. And to go from that to zero mm-hmm. and then come into a city like Las Vegas that isn't like Atlanta at all. But, you know, I had reasons for coming back home. And then I think that where I am now is an example, a testament to, OK, my reasoning is starting to make a little bit more sense. How would you describe your fashion? How would you describe it to someone who said, what type of clothing do you make? Uh, I would say I make classic gentlemen's wear. Um, you know, I'd make it a little bit more flamboyant. Uh, my company was built off of two pillars, individuality and exposure. Uh, the individuality piece is I make custom pieces that are a testament to you. You know, I tell guys all the time, you know, there's this thing going around. You need a blue suit, a black suit, mm-hmm. and a gray suit. But then there's different levels to that. Like if your personality is a bubbly personality, why are you downing yourself with this black suit? Mm-hmm. You know, if okay. we're going to do a black suit, let's do something, you know, different with it. Um, so that's the individuality portion. And then the second uh, pillar of my company is the exposure part. My goal and why I even came back home to Vegas from Atlanta is to expose people to the world of luxury, uh, the world of exclusiveness. Um especially young people, you know, my thing is, you know, people like my age, when I say young people, uh, my peers to, you know, understand what is true luxury, true, you know, exclusivity and things. But also, you know, my have I have a philosophy that if you get a young brother at, or a sister, because I do men and women's clothes, you get someone at 18, 19 years old, that's, that's now their new standard. So that goes into making my... Lost my train of thought there. there. Uh, that goes into me believing that. You can bring them to where you want them to be in terms of you're exposing them to something that they might not otherwise not understand. Exactly. So it elevates what their That's the um, expectation is of how they should present themselves. And you're a part of cultivating their brand. So you're helping each person sort of cultivate their own individual brand. Exactly. You know, and, you know, my mission statement is to raise society standards, sophistication, one garment at a time especially okay. here in Las Vegas. I mean, when you come from a culture like Atlanta where, you know, everybody is hustling, everyone is making money, everyone is doing something to bustle, but 
everyone is like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. You know, just, there's more people that wear suits. You know, they carry. You know, they walk different. You talk different. And then you come back, come here to Vegas, and everybody sees it just a transient town, like party it's town. More relaxed. Yeah, but then reality is there's a lot of money here in Las Vegas. Cool. There's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, successful people here, and there's a lot. There's a level of sophistication. I believe that the city of Las Vegas and really the entire West Coast of United States is lacking. That I believe uh, ha- people just haven't been exposed to it, and once you get exposed to it again, that makes your new standard. Okay, so. For me, say, um, there are certain people iconically, to me historically, iconically symbolize fashion. Um, Jackie O, uh, Coco Chanel, um, mm. Dior. What were some of the things that, uh, are there things like that that inspire your design? Because I'm assuming you're creating from ground zero a look. So... Are there certain fabrics that you like to work with? Do you go through phases where how, you know, in different seasons, people will introduce colors? Do you ever have, like, um, this is this season's, you know, collection, or and this is the color bracket that you're working in? Do you ever do things like that? Are you really just kind of so customized and so individualized? It's whatever a person comes in and says, I really want to do something in wine, Mm-hmm. Um, or I want to play with um, orange. What's that called? Blood orange and um, champ. You know, champagne or blood orange and wine together. Do you then say it's a mixture of both? My primary is, of course, the custom aspect. Uh, the the ability to take what your vision is and enhance it. Uh, but I do create my own collections uh, seasonally, uh, spring a spring summer collection and a fall winter collection and my inspiration really just comes like I said from just the classic gentleman. I love the Tom Ford look, the uh Bijan, uh House of Bijan, that's my favorite uh clothing brand. Uh Celine, I love those you know the classic gentleman's just look and you know the original Gucci from uh I'm actually studying Gucci now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aldo Gucci, his philosophy towards uh, fashion and business, you know, vibrant colors, but let's make sure we keep things traditional, classic. I love that um, style. So what do you do for fun when you're not doing this? Like, how does that play into your designs? Like, do you ever just like work in, like when you're out, like what do you see that will, do you ever see something and go, I like this color or, um, I don't know, you're at the beach and for some reason, like, some flowy, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you ever inspired by the things around you to create something? And if not for a client, for yourself, that you then showcase by wearing and other people want it all the time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of my designs comes from, you know, well, to answer your question in order, to answer your question in order, um, what do I do for fun? A lot of times I like to, you know, smoke cigars. I'm a member of the greatest cigar lounge in Nevada, uh, Tappanash Cigar Lounge. We do love Tappanash. Yes. We'll give a nod to Tappanash to Melvin and the crew. Yes, so I'm yes. a member there. You okay. know, just mm-hmm. a lot of my fun is you know relaxing. Uh, Tappanash. I read a lot. I'm a scholar. I have a, a library. Um, that, I mean, that's fun to me. I like to you know, I like silence. I like peace. Um, and in that, you know, one of my happy places is, you know, like Lake Las Vegas. And I'll go there, sit in silence, and I'll just come up with things, concepts uh, from my studies, my research. And that's that plays a huge part into my designs. Okay. So 
comfort, but gentleman, stylish, easy to move. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you ever look at people and uh, say, this is a color that will work well for them too, or this is a fabric? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's where my degree comes in. You know, I have to throw it out there. If I were, if you were picking a color for me, what color would you choose? Um, well, for you, uh, there's there's actually a brown in my collection that like matches your skin color perfectly, mm. uh, because I love the monochromatic look. Uh, I do I've been love working on the that. Monochromatic look. I've been working on that, um, as well as there's a couple. There's like one or two yellows that I think would work with you. Okay. It's a difficult color to work with, I but I have I have a yellow that I think would look really nice. And that was my one big, of my happy places. I like that you chose that. Yes. Well, I mean, in that I also, like, when I was in college, I studied anatomy. I also studied culture and society. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of study and re- uh, research on psychology, analyzing people, body language. So a lot of my clients, when they come in, I can tell them, like, I could just tell by your posture you're former military. Or uh, this doesn't work for you because X, Y, Z. And that's why I pride myself my business on is creating that personalized relationship based on just information data and that's why I study like when I tell people as a designer yes I'm pretty incredible but I'm even better at analyzing things seeing what works listen to your voice listen to your design uh what you want in a design and then I enhance it I love that um I love that because if the person is at home thinking cuz you know I'm a woman I love fashion I probably have slow down a bit because as women we always have more than we need right women always almost always have (laughs) more than what we need right Mm -hmm. instead of having two pair of black shoes we have like 25 pairs of black shoes because the one black shoe never goes with everything it's got to be that shoe exactly and so you sit and you think of stuff like oh remember one time i wanted a a yellowish colored linen suit right mm-hmm. but it wasn't really yellow it was like mustard but it was like this golden color mm-hmm. and you search high and low until you find it and it has to fall just the right way but how fun would it be to come into someone and talk about this and then you create it so i don't have to troll around until i see it and that's really where my business comes in i mean i, t- I have a philosophy that every man and really woman needs four people in their life and these four people you keep with you forever and you never lie to them okay your lawyer every per every man needs a lawyer okay every man needs a doctor okay every man needs a barber and you don't cheat on your barber <laughs> you don't cheat you don't leave go to nowhere else people it, do cheat on their barbers though Darren. and that's why their hair looks bad <laughs> they do come back. They do come back, but they do cheat. I've I've heard the stories of the cheaters, mm-hmm. and that's why barbers look at them a different way. And the fourth okay. person everybody needs, they need a tailor. And in my sense, uh, with silver spoon and, my- and I do agree with you because there's a certain level of elevation. Like I have, as I get older, I even apply it sometimes to everyday attire, mm-hmm. depending on what it is. But people always say to me, "Oh, where do you find these gala dresses?" Well probably the more common places you find gala dresses at least for me but there's a point where no matter what it is at that moment for that type of occasion i always call for alterations well then that's one of the reasons but why it, i need a private tip right. so, so you my can business make me something amazing just for me yes yeah, so like my business i tell people i am mm-hmm. a private tailor and a concierge designer hmm. so silver spoon clothing come i mean 2024 our business model is based we only take 100 clients. 
So where are you at now? Uh, right now we're at 64. Oh, wow. And that client list revolves. You know, so if you were a client in 2024, I mean, 2023, that doesn't mean you're a client in 2024. True, it doesn't. And But in that, it helps us create that personalized relationship where we're fitting you. We're making sure we I know your personality. Mm-hmm. Like I have clients that I have a client. He gets a suit every single month. He has not been back in my studio in like six or seven months because he just he knows I'm going to pick something that's dope. Because I know him. I know his personality. I know where he lives. I know where he, what car he drives. I know these are the things. And I say every person needs those four things, one of them being a tailor. Uh, so how do you stay connected? To, is, is, I'm assuming is he's local or is he not local? Mm-mm. So how do you stay connected to him body size? Is he really honest with you? He just doesn't lie to you? Because no, because so my system, I have a proprietary system, I guess you can call it, um, mm-hmm. where I take your tape measure like any other tailor. Of anyway, course. Any custom tailor. No. Right. But in that, I work seven years developing a try-on pattern. Okay. So I have what I call my try-on fleet. So in that, I'm actually going to put clothes on you. I'm going to put pants on you, put a jacket on you, and you're able to tell me, I like this, I don't like this. Um, I want my vest to fit a certain way. I want this to be this certain way. Before you even give me a dollar, I always say, if I didn't give you a single pin, uh, if you didn't give me a single penny before you give me a, a uh, before, before you give me a single penny mm-hmm. this is how your clothes are going to fit and it's going to fit phenomenal because again that goes back into me studying for seven years developing this okay and when i was saying that every person needs the a tailor in their life it's because most of the things that you need in your life needs to be custom and a lot of people say they can't afford it or i would say if you can't afford custom then you really can't afford off the rack and what do I mean by that? Well, I tell guys, okay, let's say a decent suit at Men's Warehouse, even. Mm-hmm. Men's Warehouse, decent suit, maybe five, six hundred bucks. Okay. Okay. You're gonna spend an extra, maybe two hundred dollars getting with a good tailor, getting alterations done. Okay. All right. So, so now we're at seven hundred. You're already at seven, eight hundred dollars, roughly. Mm-hmm. You could have put another two hundred dollars with that and got it custom made. It only fits you with your name on the inside, and you get to pick the fabric. I get some of the finest fabrics in the world, and I don't overprice. You know, in reality, I tell guys, I mean, I have suits starting at seven ninety nine. I have a package for Las Vegas locals that is a black suit and a custom shirt, custom black suit and a custom black shirt for only seven hundred two dollars. That's after taxes. It comes out to exactly seven hundred two. So when guys go tell me, "Oh, I went to Men's Warehouse, got this," you spent more money getting lesser quality things. Okay. Or the best way to explain it, another way to explain it is the thing that you spend the most money, the most expensive item in your closet is not what you spent the most money on. It's what you don't wear. Because if you spend $1,000 on a suit and you wear it 10 times, simple math value, it's $100 a wear. You spend $300 on a suit, you wear it once. Which suit costs more? Okay. And especially here in Las Vegas, a lot of young... A lot of men don't dress up or wear nice suits because they don't even like the suits that they have. They or they always say I don't have an occasion to wear a suit, but there's always occasion to wear a suit. It's good manners. But they don't. A lot of times they don't like to wear them, so they get it, wear it once, and then that's it. You get a quali- nice quality suit, you're gonna wear that. So I have to ask because it bleeds into clearly into part of your personality. Um, your message is so centered in, around good etiquette, good manners, and the gentleman. Mm. So. It, 
in your philanthropic space, I have to ask, as part of your give back to, because I also see a bracelet that you're wearing that indicates you are a proud member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Mm-hmm. I forgot so nice we named it twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that, and cheers to you on that, um, is part of your give back teaching young people etiquette and proper presentation? I mean, I would just think Absolutely. it's naturally inbred that it's so a part of who you are. Absolutely. I mean, my passion, I would say is kids, even though a lot of people call me a kid still. But my passion is young people. Uh, I serve as the guide right director for the Las Vegas alumni chapter of Kappa Alpha Psi, um, for the Las Vegas Kappa League, the elite chapter. And, you know, we are grooming young men. My biggest thing is, if you, as I stated before, if you catch a young brother, young, and teach him good manners, etiquette, uh, how to dress, putting on a suit, that's now his new standard. I was blessed enough to be mentored by uh, the fallen Dr. Michael Garrett, Dr. Bombay, Dr. who just Bombay. recently passed away. Yes, yes. But he trained me. He he schooled me. He picked me from the choir. He taught me style. He taught me, you know, your belt and shoes should always he match. Always, always he, stylish. He always yes. he taught me how to tie a bow tie. He, mm-hmm. you know, when you teach someone this young, that's now their new standard. Yeah. He explained to me, hey, if you're going to wear a suit, make sure it's a nice quality suit. Mm-hmm. You know, as I went through college and, you know, studied, I learned, okay, this is how suits are supposed to fit. This is how it's supposed to look. This is the reason why there's a pocket here. This is the reason why there's a vent here. Finding those reasons. These are all things that create the perfect gentleman. You know, and I believe that the only way you can create a perfect gentleman is doing it while they're young. So that's what my passion is. Uh, kids. I actually have a program that I have with my business. Um, I have a program that I have with my business that if you want to donate to a young kid, a young brother for prom, homecoming, for every dollar that you donate, I will match that. I love that. You know, and that's I that. and I don't have a nonprofit or anything. That's literally just me saying, okay, I'll just take money from my pocket and do it. But well, you know, if you could though, because then you create the benefit to. The benefactor who's also pouring in, Absolutely. as you yeah, I mean, in. and so you shouldn't. If you, I mean, I am. Uh, many people who know me know I'm always connecting people, and we talked a little bit before we got into the show about having a great person in common, um, mm. the late Tyrone Thompson, yes, my who doctor. was a huge, you know, champion for the community and giving back. And we worked in the same vein. We work in the same vein. I've done a bunch of, bunch of stuff through the Urban League with the young professionals and just connecting people. And I, too, hail from a proud organization within our Divine Nine, the one and only phenomenal, illustrious Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And so our work is always through all of our organizations to give back. But linking people up is a big thing for me. So people who have done their due diligence in setting up nonprofits, if you ever want and I know you know as many people as I do probably, but if there's ever anything I can do to help you with that part of your um, your foundation and your quest of what you, the legacy of what you're leaving behind and how you're influencing the community, I'm always happy to do that as well. Absolutely. I think that's phenomenal. And I know that, well, I know for a fact that, you know, those connections and that's where I really want to push with my business um, is making connections, having that relationship one on one. And as we grow and elevate ourselves as one uh, 
as we grow and elevate uh, as a people, do that to someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's just this, it's a growing concept. That's exact, actually why I only take 100 clients, because I can pour into and learn from and vice versa um, from 100 young men and young ladies. And I say young, that's ages from 1 to 100. Um, once you hit 100, okay, now you're old. <laughs> well, my father, who was now 85, would love to hear that from you. Hey, he's a young man. He is, actually. He's awesome. Hmm? Um, I just think it's really great, the principles that you are applying to your work and that you're using in your life and pouring back into people. And it's phenomenal, this business that you started and the passion that you have behind it and the way it sort of um, covers all areas of your life and how you give back. I do want, um, we have a little bit more time left in the show to make sure people can find you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you rushing through that part. So let's make sure we share your handles now. We'll do them again a little bit before we close out completely. But how can people um, get in touch with you, get to know you, be, maybe become a client? Oh, absolutely. Um, well, if you're on social media, our Instagram is silverspoon.co. Again, that's silverspoon.co. My website is silverspoonclothing.co. And I even do go as far as my my personal direct cell phone number is 702-234-2656. I'm a very approachable. I'm not, you're not going to get an assistant. You're not going to get any of my team. You're going to get me directly. So 702-234-2656. And again, uh, on Instagram at silverspoon.co. Do you have, um, you mentioned having a team, because I would imagine trying to manage 65 clients, you have someone, do you do you have someone who helps you to create the garments that you're teaching, how exactly to make things? So you're building the house of Darion Weatherspoon? Oh, yes. I mean, my, my clothing is manufactured in uh, Europe, okay. um, but it's a huge supply chain. I have a one company that houses fabric um get my silks from india um my shoe my shoes are made in spain so it's a lot of moving parts um i have a very small team but it sounds so awesome and just so amazing i mean you're making you have shoes you have um pocket squares you have everything you have all everything everything. i mean it's just it's it's amazing and it's so awesome you are just doing such a tremendous business i mean you're because you're so young and it's just so impressive and as i would Folks, I'm telling you, as I was just looking through Facebook, looking at every time I pull up the page and I see something that you are wearing, I am like, that is nice. It's Thank just you. clean. It's it's different. It's unique. It's um, inviting. It's fresh. It's um, It's got personality. And it just speaks volumes to um, who you are and what you want to portray. And I didn't even know you. Mm. I just was like, I was captivated. And I do love fashion, don't get me wrong. I was captivated. Mm. I mean, I have in the last year torn both of my meniscuses on my knees. And so it's not as much fun as it used to be. Mm. And it will be fun again one day. But I do like the finish. And the finish for women is always the shoe. Yeah, yeah. I have my own line of shoes that I launched last year. So I live a casual life right now. Mm. Well, I mean, well, that's the benefit of my business. My business, I say, everyone hears me and says I'm a tailor. You can call me a private tailor, but really, I'm a concierge designer. My Silver 100, every member of the Silver 100, they can call me for anything, and I'm going to find a way to make it. And in that, like I said, I'm a concierge designer. When you mm-hmm. reach out to me and say, I need shoes. Okay, I have a, I have a shoes. I need a tie. I have custom ties. 
There is nothing that I do not make. I don't. Wait, let me rephrase that. Let me stop that because I don't make hats. The only thing I don't make is hats. Okay. I actually had a very funny story. And if I challenge you to make a hat, I think you can make a hat. More than likely. I mean, I had a funny story like a few weeks ago. I we had, had a, li- a couple minutes, so we have maybe a minute for this funny story. Okay. It was very ignorant. It was ignorant to me. It was a lady that came to me and said that she needed a custom bra. And okay. she had a, a large breast and everything, so going to the store really was an option. And I said, okay. And you made Three it. Three weeks later. There it is. I'm working with a chef now, doing chef coats. Well, ladies. Fireproof. It's nothing that I can't make. <laughs> that is a story that is a testament that Darion can make anything that you might need. But what I want to say is thank you. Mm-hmm. for coming to spend some time here on The Scoop here on 91.5 this Sunday morning. It's been a pleasure to have you and to learn more about you. I'd like to at some point have you back to talk a little bit more about how things are going and just what you're doing in the community and continue to shine a spotlight on you and all that you're doing. Absolutely. So yeah. thank you for taking I'm the time say, I like, to sit I like to me. talk, so, you know, whenever I'm free whenever. Well, you have an interesting story <laughs> to tell, and we have people in common, so we haven't had a chance to really unpack everything mm-hmm. and really get to be friends. But I hope that as this relationship builds, we um, become friends. Absolutely. And that as you guys tune in to hear, you also hear how our friendship evolves. I, I pray. To our listening audience, have a wonderful week, and thank you once again for tuning in to The Scoop here on 90. 1.5 KUNV Public Radio. I want to thank you for tuning in to The Scoop with me, Tanya Flanagan. And I want to invite you to get social with me. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. My name is my handle, T-A-N-Y-A-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N. You can also find me on Instagram at Tanya Almanize Flanagan. And if you have a thought, an opinion, or a suggestion, don't hesitate to shoot me an email to tanya.flanagan at unlv.edu. Thanks again for joining in. Stay safe and have a great week.